With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. SEC Football and Beyond. I'm Chris Landry for this Monday, March 23rd, as we just mosey along into the spring, the draft about uh, a month away, and uh, certainly college football without spring practice around the country. Recruiting still going on, but lots it gets to. Um, We... um, Certainly know it has been a very surreal time the past couple of weeks uh, around uh, the country, around the world. Um, and uh, we're certainly here to bring you the latest, the world of college football, the uh, the NFL on our NFL show. So let's get to it. A reminder that this podcast is brought to you by our great folks at 401k Generation. They are the experts in financial services, money management, investment and queries, you name it, they've got it covered for you. They can answer all your questions in today's volatile environment. They're licensed in all 50 states. You can reach them by phone or text at 1-866-998-5879. They are the experts that can help you understand best what's going on in the current environment and uh, help you through this whole process. So give them a call today. Tell them that we sent you. If you've got um, a message or a brand that you'd like to have us market and brand for you here, uh, give us a, a, a drop us a line over at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris, and we will do just that. Uh, make sure that you get a chance to catch this college podcast each and every day as well as our NFL podcast each and every day, and you can do that by signing up for it at uh, wherever you sign up for your podcast, Landry Football's Conference Calls. We used to say as you were heading to work or or maybe you're in your lunch hour, you can listen to it. Maybe you're not driving to work anymore. You're you're doing work from home like so many people are. You can still listen to it uh, each and every day, have it downloaded to you. Also, one last reminder before we get into the heart of the discussions for today is uh, we've got our latest. We're going to be breaking out our draft boards here this week, little by little, 
and uh, we'll be certainly bringing you scouting reports on all of these guys. So you want to check that out, uh, and you can get that by joining LandryFootball.com and get our best offer that we've ever had, the scouting season offer, which will get you a year's membership for less than $5 a month. You can't beat that. That will get you through not only the rest of free agency, the draft, but all the way through um, next football season and next year at this time. So you want to take advantage of that right on the front page, the scouting season offer. Some news around the college football world on the national stage. We've been forecasting it for a little bit now on LandryFootball.com, but it does look like former Oklahoma senior running back Trey Sermon is going to transfer to uh, Ohio State. It's been rumored since he entered the transfer portal. Now it's official. Six foot, 216 pounder. Had a really productive year for the Sooners. Sooners. Average over 6.1 yards pass attempt. Now, remember, they throw it out of a lot of spread formations, but he's a very good runner. Uh, and he can be um, a very effective back for them. Obviously, they need a little bit of depth there, experience depth as uh, Master Teague is coming back, but now having an injury to deal with. So it gives them, they got a lot of good young backs, but they're replacing some guys. Uh, and obviously, uh, this kind of certainly helps them. Um, the Big 12, Texas Athletic Director Chris Delaconte said that the Big 12 is going to look for what they describe as a unified window <clears throat> to start up all spring practices at the same time. Um, we'll see how that plays out. We don't know at this point. We're going to have to take it through the end of March, and <clears throat> it's likely – the way things are looking with the national news on the health crisis, that it is very unlikely that we're going to have a a, a window where everyone can have spring practice. But let's hope, and let's hope at least that we can get enough done and certainly get the football season done on time. But as we've said before, so much more information that would be considered much more important than what we talk about here on a regular basis in football. I want to get into um, some draft prospect news, which is going to comprise a lot of our conversations uh, of the day. But I want to get to some transfer portal, a little coaching and recruiting news before we do that. Former Georgia freshman kicker Zach Sessa has transferred to Florida. Uh, he was a commit to Georgia Southern never actually enrolled at the school. He'll compete for the kicking job. Um, well, obviously they've got Evan McPherson, but uh, he's a good-looking kicker. They like him a lot at Georgia's so I, at uh, at Florida. So there's real good chance that he's got a good future kicking for the Gators. Uh, Kentucky over this past week hired Greg Minuski to serve as quality control assistant. Greg has got. A lot of experience in the NFL coaching. Indianapolis, um, the Chargers, the Niners. Spent the last three seasons as defensive coordinator for the Redskins under Jay Gruden. Uh, certainly going to be a good add to the staff for Mark Stoops. A very experienced guy that can really help break down um, opposing offenses for Brad White and Mark Stoops. On the recruiting trail, Uncommitted four-star safety Kane Williams 
is expected to announce his college choice today. It's going to reportedly come down between Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M, one of the top five safeties in the 2021 class, and uh, one of uh, the best players in the state of Louisiana. Uh, would be a good get for the Tigers right now. Uh, it looks like many think he's leaning to Texas A&M, so we'll keep you posted on how that goes and make sure that you keep it touched on LandryFootball.com for the latest. By the time you're listening to this podcast, he may have already made his decision. We'll have that for you on LandryFootball.com, and we'll certainly address it <clears throat> on um, a later uh, show here this week once we have the information. Remember, it's it's SEC football and beyond, ACC football and beyond, so we talk all of college football uh, to start each and every show. Uncommitted four-star defensive end, Bryce Langston has narrowed his potential schools down to LSU and Florida. Was considering Alabama and Georgia last summer, but it's now down to the Tigers and the Gators, and we'll see in terms of the timetable. Uh, doesn't look like anything is imminent, but he's one of um, the best players in the country and one of the top ten players in the state of Florida, one of the top 50 players in the country. So we'll see where Bryce Langston will end up uh, going. Um, five-star tackle, Amarius Mims. Looks like it's going to be Alabama-Georgia with Georgia, defi- the definite leader. Uh, but I would say Florida State and Oregon are the two programs to watch if it's not Georgia or Alabama. But the 6'7", 300-pounder is looking for an October commitment, so there's still some time. Big-looking kid that's been reminded um, of a lot of folks of Greg Little of Ole Miss Flame. So we'll see where that young lad uh, decides to go. Again, Georgia looks like the edge slightly over Alabama. Uncommitted four-star quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer. Of course, Doug Nussmeyer's son still plans on making his pledge on April 18th. Um, He uh, looks like the timeline is still in play, even with all the issues going on around with the coronavirus. LSU's considered the favorite for the Flower Mound, Texas. Uh, native. Texas, Arizona State, Miami, A&M also are places that are in the mix, so we shall see. Vanderbilt got a verbal commitment from three-star wide receiver Jack Besh this past week. 6-1-2-0-3. Had offers from Arkansas State, Houston, Tulane in the G5. But Vanderbilt and Boston College were the only Power 5 offers uh, for the Lafayette, Louisiana native. So good get for them, one of the top 15 players in the state of Louisiana, three-star kid, uh, good get for the Commodores. LSU received the verbal from three-star safety Dakota Mitchell. Mitchell's one of the top 20, 25 safeties in the country. Um, one of the better, you know, top 75 players in the state of Florida. Obviously a great state there. He's uh, – <clears throat> A lot of schools, Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, um, but uh, LSU got a commitment from it. The kid that may end up with a little bit higher rating probably should. Looks a little bit better on tape. Size, a little bit of an issue, but certainly capable of growing into it. And South Carolina received the verbal from three-star quarterback Colton 
Gauthier, Florida Ole Miss, also in the mix, 6'3", 205-pounder. He committed on Wednesday. Um, it was uh, He did actually go to South Carolina for a visit during spring practice before the uh, the decision of the NCAA to stop all spring practices. Um, the Dacula Georgia native is um, one of the top 20 pro-style quarterbacks in this class of 2021. So third, third pledge of their cycle for South Carolina. Some other no's and notes as I kind of get ready and start to look at players for next year that are coming back in college. George Pickens is an intriguing guy for George sophomore receivers. <clears throat> Obviously had a great game against Baylor, 6'3", 190. Uh, really good athleticism. Lots, you know, good catching radius. Really one of the better receivers in the country. Excited to see what he can do this next year. Alabama senior receiver Devontae Smith. Um, was lethal after the catch. Generated great separation. Um, he graded one of the best uh, per snap averages, yards after per catch in the country. 6'1", 175. Could have declared for the draft, but opted instead to come back. Um, think he's going to have a chance to improve his draft stock. To me, uh, he and Jamar Chase of LSU are two of the best receivers in the country. And so with him and George Pickens, you've got three of the best receivers in the country, right, uh, from one conference. Jamar Chase uh, posted 41 plays of 15 or more yards during the 2019 season, 41 big-time plays last year from him, four more than any other receiver in the FBS, 6'2", 200-pounder, bulletin golf winner, um, Obviously, it was a tremendous year, productivity with Joe Burrow, and he was the biggest play threat in a big play threat offense. Sam Pittman uh, does believe and says that if they had had spring practice, Felipe Franks definitely would be the guy that would get the start. Uh, the Florida transfer um Played in just two full games this past season before dislocating his ankle, ankle against Kentucky. Uh, we'll see. He's definitely going to get the first shot at the starting the job. And, and obviously, when you look at their roster with a true freshman quarterback, we've talked about it. The two freshmen may come in and win the job eventually. But it makes sense that Sam Pittman would uh, get the job. I just don't know that it is the ideal situation. Uh, in terms of a consistent playmaker from the quarterback position. Florida tight end Kyle Pitts, probably one of the best tight ends in the country. Um, you know, he's really a big-time mismatch guy. He plays like a receiver in a tight end's body. He's got great versatility, got great athleticism. Um, should only get better. Um, 6'6", 239, caught 54 passes for... 650 yards and five touchdowns last year, and I expect them to have even bigger numbers um, this upcoming season. want to talk a little bit about some prospects in conference, draft prospects, 
And we'll get into a little breakdown of Joe Burrow and Tua. We've been doing that. We'll do that as the draft approaches. We'll get into more of the draft room style scouting reports. But Arkansas, some some nuggets here and there from the film room. Arkansas tight end C.J. O'Grady. Worry a little bit about his future and that he's got some off-the-field issues, left the team. He's a natural ball catcher, can track the ball, but, you know, the early departure is going to help him, uh, going to hurt him, rather, and it's a problem that um, that's not going to help him through this process. Um, looking at the top receivers in this draft and looking at guys, um, take a guy like a Jalen Waddle, for example, ranked only behind C.D. Lamb and – Yards after the catch. On targets in the slot, he created more separation than anybody when breaking down tape. Um, now, you know, Wado and Devontae Smith leading the way. This is going to be really impressive-looking group of receivers that uh, still Alabama's going to lose a couple, but they're going to bring a couple back, and you'll see them develop some of the young guys as well. But... Um, Jalen Waddle certainly is a guy that's got tremendous ability. Going back to some draft prospects, and over at LSU, Thaddeus Moss is an intriguing guy. He is a much better run blocker than I think people know. Built a little bit more like an H-back, 6250. Um, a really good run blocker. As a pass catcher, he just can. He's got great hands. Doesn't drop the football. Doesn't have great athletic ability to stretch and get open. Got to scheme him open. I see him more as an H, a a move guy that can be pretty effective as a blocker. So I think he's got good value. Uh, somebody that's a, kind of a Caden Smith type of guy, Mikel um, Pruitt type of guy. That's that's really his role, I think, in the NFL. Justin Jefferson. Certainly has first-round ability and could end up going that uh, that high. Certainly being a go-to guy, great ball athlete, um, great eye-hand coordination, great speed. He showed, I think, deceptive, can be really, really devastating from the slot. Uh, on the offensive line, Damian Lewis is an interesting guy. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Gabe Jackson, who came out of Mississippi State a few years ago. 6'2", 327. I mean, he's a big-time physical road-grading run blocker. Um, I think he's a power inside gap zone, um, zone guy. Not a great athlete, but, boy, he's really physical in the run game. Uh, Patrick Queen. LSU's linebacker is athletic ability to cover tight ends and running backs. Um, he's the next guy in that list of linebackers at LSU and talk about being DBU, but, you know, in the past they've been D-line U, and I'm going to tell you, they, you can make the case of them being there's a there's a stretch run of linebackers here to make them linebacker U. But, you know, he's six foot 230, just a starter for one season. But, boy, he can really cover and play well in space. going to be very interesting to see how well he translates, and I think very well. LSU defensive lineman Rashard Lawrence is an intriguing guy. Was a, 
inherited recruit out of Monroe, was rated as one of the best prospects in the country coming out that year. High-motor guy, plays with a lot of toughness, relentless competitor. Um, doesn't play under control um, as, as well as you'd like. Plays a little upright, exposes his pads, needs to work on his footwork. But I think it'd be a great value on day three. Guy that has a real good chance to make. Kristen Fulton. Very underrated corner. Um, he is six feet, 200 pounds, 446. Um, really good man coverage against some of the best receivers in the country playing out of the SEC. Plays press, plays off. Can turn and run. Really, really good looking player. Um, Tulane wide receiver Donnell Mooney. The makings of a mismatched slot with the ability to stretch and they attack the field. Sudden underneath. It's 5'10", 175. Doesn't have great special teams skills, but he's an intriguing guy on day three. Their corner, that keys, is built like a physical corner, 6'1", 195. Doesn't have great bursts, change of directions, but is a physical guy, and I think can make it on special teams, be a really good physical tackler like the kid. Louisiana Tech's um, Amick Robertson. Another day three guy with good instincts and ball skills that translate very well. think can be a really good zone cover. Can be a press man guy. Um, a little bit small in terms of 5'8", but plays a little more physical than that. I worry about him size-wise matching up as an on-the-ball defender, but ball skills are pretty good. Been asked a bunch about Jake Fromm. And the more and more I study him, you know, love the kid. He's just not a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he's not a guy that is going to make a difference in leading the passing game. Could you play well enough around him to be fairly successful? I think so. 6 um, just doesn't have a lot of physical skills that are going to make a difference. Limited arm, um, but is a good decision maker. Ball can come out quick. I think he can be serviceable. He's a guy that may end up getting starting opportunities, but the longer he plays, the more you're going to see his limitations. His teammate, Solomon Kingsley, the guard, Reminds me a little bit of uh, Denver Kirkland, who's with the Raiders. Big, big guy, 6'4", 330. Big physical interior offensive lineman. Um, doesn't have a lot of quickness. I think quick guys will give him a little trouble. But he, I think he's got backup ability uh, to play both guard spots at the next level. The safety over at Georgia, J.R. Reed. Uh, didn't have great numbers, athletic numbers over at the Combine. Very productive, very savvy. Um, not not great speed to run people down, but 
I think can play uh, a little bit better in the box, uh, cover tight ends and backs. I think that's his best bet. He's better there than he is deep. <clears throat> Xavier McKinney of Alabama is a little bit of a different animal. 6'1", very versatile, exceptional cover skills, fluid hips, speed, quick twitch, acceleration, plays like a corner, um, doesn't run great. I mean, he runs like a safety more than a corner. But, boy, he can play on the slot, can play free safety, can play in the box. I think he's got real good versatility, and I think he'll go pretty high in this draft. His teammate on the other side, Henry Ruggs, we've talked about at nauseum, but the game-breaking speed that he has is very, very impressive. Not only tests well, but you see him on tape, quick, sure hands, handle the off-target throws, explosively change your direction, make you miss. Uh, very, very impressive. Over at A&M, Brandon Mann, the punter, is an intriguing guy that um, earned the Ray Guy Award. Uh, physical guy, good directional punter, like the guy, and I think he's also done some kickoff work that's been pretty impressive. Um I think this guy's got a chance to, to maybe compete in camp somewhere. Justin Matabuki, the defensive tackle. Uh, reminds me a little bit of LSU's uh, Devon Gotchaw a few years ago. 6'3", 295. Steady player, wins with leverage, strength, quickness. Uh, can bend and turn, get through gaps. <clears throat> Good player, limit, limited, but got some ability to be a rotational defensive lineman, interior defensive tackle. The receiver, Kendrick Rogers, good size, ball skills, 6'4", 208. Um, he has some upside, not great production, but his size and ball skills are really intriguing. Ran four five one. I think this guy's got a chance. He really does. Um, Florida's running back, LaMichael Perrine. I've talked about him a bunch. You know, the, the, there's nothing that just jumps out about him. Just the more you watch him, the more he grows on. He's 5'11", he's 216. He's got nifty quickness. He's got really good vision. Uh, he's got a little burst, not a lot. Doesn't have great second-level creativity to make you miss. But he really is a good, solid downhill runner that just grows on you the more you watch him. Vanderbilt's running back uh, of receiver Kalijah Liskum um, is an interesting prospect. I worry about him physically. Um, he's got technique and instincts with his routes, and I think he's very capable of being a pretty good player, but, but I worry about him physically matching up. His teammate, Jared Pinckney, um, very productive pass catching tight end, 6'4, 257. Didn't run well, the combine 496. Uh, and he didn't have great production this past year. But he can add yards after the catch, and he's got to work on his route running. But I think this kid's got a chance to make. Alabama linebacker Terrell Lewis played three years at Bama, 6'5, 262. Saw the field in just 26 games due to injuries. Um, raw technically, 
you know, from a technique standpoint, needs to fill out, but he's long, he's athletic, um, really good player. Um, I like Javon Kinlaw probably. I'm probably the 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 head of the the fan club there in in terms of him. I, this guy's really really good. He's a bull rusher with violent hands. I think he's Michael Brockers maybe a little bit better. Uh, I think he's got a great first step. I think he's got good lateral quickness. I mean, 6'3", 310. He plays with power, leverage, can push the pocket, and he can explode through the gaps with first first step quickness. I mean, I, I don't know what you really want. I mean, the guy, to me, is very close to Derek Brown in terms of uh, the best defensive tackle in this draft, and I, I think they're one of the five. Both of them are two of the top five, six players in this draft, period. Um, and then Mississippi State's uh, Chauncey Rivers is <clears throat> an intriguing guy, plays strong and controlled through contact. The defensive end works the edge, can beat blockers with his strong hands or initial quickness. Uh, it's pad level. is good. I think he's got good contact balance. Uh, I think he might be a 3-4 Sam, but – I think he plays with his hands down and nickel. So, I, I, really good player. I think underrated and a uh, underrated uh, day three caliber player. So we're going to end the show today. Kind of give you a little bit of a deep dive look in Joe Burrow and to a tongue of law. Joe Burrow, as you know by now, very celebrated, very well known. Attended Athens High School in Athens, Ohio. Started his career at Ohio State before coming to LSU as a graduate assistant. At Athens, he was selected as Mr. Football. Um, He led his team to seven playoff victories over three years. His dad, Jim, and his two older brothers, Jamie and Dan, all played football in Nebraska. That's where Joe wanted to play. He was not offered a scholarship there. When Joe wanted to transfer, he had an interest in going to Nebraska. Scott Frost said he's not any he's not any better than what we got here, and so off he went to LSU. His dad coached at Iowa State, Nebraska, North Dakota State, Ohio University. Joey also played basketball, point guard in high school. Had some basketball scholarship offers too, so he had. A decent year after his first year transferring from Ohio State. Pretty good. I mean, some ups and downs, some growing pains. There's no doubt things came together. And everybody's asked me kind of why it came together. It had a lot to do with Joe's preparation. He only had one class this past year. All of his receivers really matured. He matured under Joe Brady. I think the best thing that Joe Brady did was not the offensive scheme, but the play of the receivers and how they adjusted and the route concepts really helped. And Burrow became very, very confident. He was unbelievable. He was graded out extremely well from a clean pocket and extremely well. Uh, in a dirty pocket where there's a lot of pressure at his feet. So it was just unbelievable. It's one of the best seasons. I don't know that I've seen a better year, one year, by a quarterback in 
over 35, 40 years of scouting. Um, and I really don't know that I've seen a single year in the you know 45 years of watching football. If you look at trying to find negatives, there are a couple of them. We'll get into it. But there's not a lot of consistent flaws that show up. Um, well, he made a few bad decisions, took some sacks, but pinpoint accuracy, maneuvers in the pocket very, very well. I mean, it's his sense, pocket presence is extraordinary. He can make plays inside and outside of structure. He throws with anticipation play after play and will give his guys a chance in one-on-one situations. He's, you know, just exceptional. Just, uh, the I think, the best quarterback in the draft. And the thing about it is I felt it for some time and said it. Um, it's become more popular, but to me it was pretty early in September. I said this guy's likely the best, the number one player in this draft. He's got – Uncanny ability to give his playmakers a chance to make plays on the ball. Um, Unfazed in the pocket. Steps into the deep ball with bodies around his feet. Quick release. You know, good enough arm talent to attack anywhere in the football field. He's got great anticipation in the red zone. He's been fantastic. Uh, Regularly throws before the receiver breaks his route. One of the Great one-year improvement we've seen. Um, gamer mentality, going to do whatever it takes to win. If you're going to look for some downsides, um, you wonder about just one good year. You wonder if things didn't go quite as well. Um, and there won't be – things won't fall into place quite like they did in this past year at LSU – in the NFL. So I think expecting him to play at the same level he did this past year at LSU is unrealistic. But he's still got everything you want to build around. His eyes can drop down a little bit when um, when things break down. And he's not going to add a whole lot to the running game. I mean, he can do just enough. To me... He looks and reminds me a whole lot like Tom Brady, and I said it probably first. A lot of people are picking up on it now. I'm not saying he's going to have the Tom Brady career, okay? That's unrealistic. But his physical skill set, how he reacts in the pocket, has a lot of Tom Brady in him. He's also kind of built like him. But he moves a little bit more like Tony Romo. Um, so he can move a little bit better than Brady can. But that's who he reminds me of. No doubt, in my mind, number one pick, Cincinnati Bengals. Tua Tungavaloa. Well, great story there. Coming out of Hawaii. Kid that almost quit playing football. When his grandfather passed away, um... He was talked into continuing to play. That's what his grandfather want, would what would have wanted for him. And as a sophomore in high school, UCLA offered him a scholarship. Jim Moore was the coach at the time. Four games into his sophomore season. The next year, USC, Ole Miss, Texas Tech, Nebraska, and Utah offered him scholarships. And then 
He became, in his senior year in high school, a five-star prospect. Everybody besides those schools wanted him, and he ended up going to Alabama over USC. Was named the starting quarterback at halftime of the national championship game, came out. He'd go on and led Alabama to a championship. Now, look, he made mistakes in that game. You go back and study it, but boy, did he make plays when he needed to. It led to high expectations in 2018. He delivered big-time performance in 2018. He showed that he can navigate the pressure in the pocket and do such a really good job. He was on the path to have an even better season this past year, and he did it until the injuries start to affect him, and he's had the ankle injuries, the tightrope procedure in both ankles now, and then, of course, he had the devastating hip injury against Mississippi State. Um, look, this guy is special. This guy is, to me, a unique, incredibly accurate, pinpoint accuracy in a franchise-caliber quarterback if he's healthy. Big if. I don't worry about him healing from the hip injury. I, I worry a little bit about his durability factor in the league. Is he somebody that's going to long for the league? He's maybe built uh, a little bit like height-wise, he's a little bit more Drew Brees, but he's built in terms of the legs and all, the thinness of the lower body, um, like of Matt Ryan. And... You know, he's he's a little bit of a combination of a few guys. He does have a little bit of some of the reminiscence of Steve Young, mainly because of the left-hand motion. But the guy's got a chance to be a great player. You just hope that he can stay healthy. <clears throat> he's not really played a lot of bad football during his career. Um, he carves up defenses consistently. And he's done it for quite a while. He's got pinpoint accuracy. Um, can get outside the pocket, extend plays with his legs, can throw with anticipation probably better than anybody. Doesn't need to see an open receiver. He, he knows where it's going, knows where to throw it, knows how to throw it to spots. He can throw receivers open. He doesn't drop his eyes under pressure, unafraid to maneuver in a tight pocket and step into his throws. He's so good against the blitz. He converted pressure to sacks at the lowest rate. He just doesn't get sacked. Arm strength is not great. It's good. Um, Downfield throws have a little bit more arc ideally than you like, but not a problem. I think the best deep ball thrower in college football I've seen in a long time because he can get his legs into it and he's so accurate with it. He's got tons of playmakers around him, no doubt. Gives him a lot of easy throws. Um, he'll get a little gun shy in tight windows at times, but that's because they play such a risk avoid type of scheme. Um, when the first read's not there, you take away the first read. He can get a little panicky with some of his throws. 
he'll drift in clean pockets and bring pressure upon himself instead of standing firm. And you know, and the but the biggest thing is the hip. The guy's got a chance to be a really good player, really good starter if if you believe that he can stay healthy over the long term. And it's a really legitimate question that no one can really answer, and we're going to have to find out over time. All right, we'll do some more of that, which with each uh, with each conference each and every day leading up to the draft. And a question from Rich, which um, he's got a question about Florida. Um, which possible NFL teams do you see Jonathan Grenard, Jabari Zaning, and C.J. Anderson could end up in? Richard, there's no way to know what teams are going to draft, and that's you wouldn't even venture a guess. There are a lot of people that Jonathan Grenard uh, is really good. As when we get into the draft boards, and you're going to see that up on LandryFootball.com, you're going to see where the value is and kind of where things are. Now, who's going to take them? Again, going to depend upon how the floor of the draft goes. So, to just throw out and say, well, yeah. Anybody that has a need at corner would love to have C.J. Henderson and certainly need at defensive end, which most people would. I can't think of a team that wouldn't like to have Grenard or Zaninga or Henderson. So they're all really good. And what would Jeff Scott bring to South Florida now that he's their new head coach? Well, Jeff is a good young coach. The issue there, they've not had a lot of success in South Florida. Um Quite frankly, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure, um, you know, what type of commitment. I think the the level of the program not being at a big-time conference hurts them. You know, when when South Florida had their success, they were part of the Big East, was still part of a, you know, a power group of conferences, even though they weren't a power league, it was considered that. I don't know that the program is at the level where it's going to be consistently good or – uh, I think there have been some good coaches there that struggled. So we'll see. I think Jeff Wood will bring is an exciting offense. I think they'll be aggressive. I think they'll attack out of the spread. They'll employ some up-tempo. That's the style, at least, that they're going to want to bring. And, folks, that's a take a look at SEC football and beyond today. A reminder to check out our great friends at 401K Generation for all your financial and money management needs. They're here to help you. Make sure that you're on track to your financial goals. Um, They're big football fans. They're struggling in the sports world, the lack of the sports world right now, but they are professionals in the financial industry that can absolutely help you uh, reach your goals and get a better understanding of what you need to be thinking about in terms of investments in today's market. They're licensed in all 50 states, so you can give them a call regardless of where you're hearing this podcast. 1-866-998-5879 is where you want to call uh, today and tell them that we sent you. And make sure that you check out not only this podcast, but our pro football podcast each and every weekday. And check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest in the NFL, college football, all the inside news and information Free agent boards, draft boards, scouting reports, we got it all covered for you over at LandryFootball.com. For less than $5 a month, you can get access to the most informative football information that you can find anywhere. It's like having your own scouting department for less than $5 a month. If you take advantage 
uh, the scouting season offer, the year membership, which will take you all the way through next year at this time. Not just the rest of the football, not just the rest of this offseason leading into the draft, but everything through next football season all the way through next year at this time. Folks, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on another edition um, of Landry Football's conference call. It'll be ACC football and beyond tomorrow on Tuesday. And, uh, of course, make sure that you check out our pro football show uh, as well. Take care, everybody. I'm Chris Landry. Talk to you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.